Tonight, we want to look at another song. We're examining songs. And I told you uh, this morning that we will carry this series out to the end of the year, which will probably be uh, probably about four more lessons, I guess, uh, three or four um, from my end. And Brother Gossett and I will be switching out next week. I'll go ahead and preach on the first Sunday next week. Uh, due to some travel that we must uh, do and go see my family in Alabama for our thanksmas um, that we have together combining Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we're looking forward to being able to go spend some time there. But the song tonight, 234 in your songbook, and the title is Higher Ground. Now, when I think about higher ground, I think about a flood coming. You better move to higher ground. Um, But that's most certainly not what this song is portraying uh, in our lesson tonight. This song is written by John Oatman. Uh, He lived between 1856 and 1922. A very prolific songwriter, well known who is said to have written lyrics to more than 5,000 gospel songs. That's a lot of songs, isn't it? Uh, Not a lot of history to this song, um, and nearly no spectacular story that goes with this song. But Mr. Oatman, his songs included Count Your Blessings, something we're very familiar with, isn't it? Uh, others, The Last Mile of the Way, uh, the song, No Not One, Sweeter Than All, just to mention a few. Actually, the tune was put to the lyrics by Charles Gabriel, who lived in 1856, was born in 1856 and died in 1932. The song was designed in way of thinking to encourage us to keep moving forward to higher ground. The idea of higher ground here is toward heaven. Make that mental note. The higher ground that is referenced here is toward heaven. I'm reminded in Psalms chapter 61 and verse 2 where it says, from the end of the earth... I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Tonight, I believe in this song that the challenge is to keep pressing on, to keep moving forward, if you will. As the first verse exclaims to us, it says, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. The whole challenge and the theme of this song in the first verse moving on here is to keep moving forward, pressing on. And that idea of pressing on is found throughout Scripture. 
As was read just a moment ago from Brother Drew, there in, in Philippians 3, in verses 12 through 14, Paul is writing there, and he's making the, the, uh, the, the, the thought of pushing ahead and, and, and keep pressing on and, and do not lose heart uh, and, and keep on pressing toward that prize. In verse 12, you see, he says, I've already obtained either or already perfect, but I follow or I press on, follow after or press on, if that I may apprehend or lay hold on that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. And he goes on to keep saying, this one thing I do, uh, one thing I, I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark or the goal, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Again, Paul is giving us and speaking there of a hope of heaven. I said that in, as Paul wrote this letter, it's believed that he was in prison in a very difficult time. Probably needed those words himself to continue to press on and move forward. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, and later on in that same book, chapter 5, says, Therefore do not lose heart. It says, Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Paul goes on to write, he says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. You see, through this life, this song helps us because we know we're going to face sufferings. We're going to face letdowns physically. We're going to face letdowns emotionally. And we're going to face a lot of things in this life. Paul, again, in 1 Corinthians 9, you're very aware of this passage in 24 through 27, uses the example of a runner, an athlete, and notes that he is continually running to win or progressing toward the goal. And in verse 27 of that passage, he gives that great exhortation not to quit. But I'm pressing on that upward way, the song says. The whole premise of this song is that we are striving to move closer to heaven. Matthew 7, as you remember, in verse 13 and 14, talks about that upward way. Where are you laying up your treasures? Is that way that we are on today leading to heaven? path to heaven and again Paul reminds us in Colossians 3 in verses 1 and 2 he says set your mind on things above those things that are above that upward way 
And the song states, new heights I'm gaining every day. We are continually, continually moving in the right direction. We're pressing on, we're moving forward. And we as Christians are striving to move closer to heaven and be on that path of heaven. That new heights I'm gaining every day, moving in that right direction. The high calling, if you will, of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are growing. We as Christians are growing and we're moving to those new heights every day, which we should be. That's the question. As this song exhorts us to move to near heights every day and gain those steps along the way to increase ourselves closer and push ourselves closer to heaven, are we meeting those things? That's the question. <clears throat> in First Thessalonians chapter 4, in verse 1, it says, Finally then, brethren... We urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should, watch it right here, abound more and more. Just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Did you see those words? Abound more and more. Gaining every day just a little bit more in our Christian walk with Christ. 2 Peter 3 and verse 18, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Are we abounding more? Are we reaching those new heights every day? Are we challenging ourselves? You see, that's the question. Are you challenging yourself to meet those new heights? Are we moving forward as the next part of the song says, still praying as I onward bound? You see, that's one of the great blessings of being a Christian. We have prayers, don't we? Prayers demonstrate our trust and reliance upon God. Other than here today, did you pray to God? Think about that. I hope you did. Other than being in the assembly today, did you pray to God? You see, prayer is one of our most essential essential tools that we have in our toolbox to connect and talk to God and to help us abound and go upward, if you will. You know, the question I said, I guess we could say tonight and ask, is do we pray enough? Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God that passeth all or surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Still praying as I onward bound, as I press on, as I'm working upward to heaven, Lord, lead me on to higher ground. That is our prayer. One observation that I want to make concerning that, that statement, is that with this, our need is to let him lead us. I ask you the question tonight, are you allowing God to lead you? 
Are you allowing him to lead you in this life? What's leading you tonight? Is it the world? Is it things of the world? Is it your job? Is it, is it people in whatever situation you're in? Are the other ones leading you? Are your possessions leading you? What's leading you tonight? I hope and sure hope and pray that it is God. Psalms 5 and verse 8, Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. You see, this was a frequent request of the psalmist. If you read that through, you'll see that statement a whole lot. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Psalms 25 and verse 5, Lead me in your truth and teach me, he says, for you are the God of my salvation. And we're also reminded, if you remember, out of Psalms 23, we just had a lesson on that, didn't we? He leads me where? Beside still waters. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. But he's going to lead me beside still waters. He's going to restore my soul. He's going to lead me in the path of, 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 of righteousness for his name's sake. Do we allow the Lord to lead us tonight to higher ground? I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Verse 2. My heart has no desire to stay. Now I want you to pay real close attention to this. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. If I could simply just say a few words and move on to the next one, this is what I would say. If you want to sum up the next five to six minutes of what I'm going to say, you can sum it up in about five words. It's not all about this world. We could sum that whole second verse up. It's not about this world. My heart has no desire to stay. With that said, where's your treasure? Matthew 6. 19 through 21. To me, this should be the attitude of every Christian. Every person sitting in the sound of my voice tonight, this should be our attitude. It's not about this world. If we had opportunity, think about this. If you and I possibly... It, 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 this is never going to occur, but if we could say tonight that we had the opportunity to leave this world tomorrow, would we take it? 
You think about that. If some way possible, it was arranged that we could leave this world tomorrow and slip into eternity, would we take it? Oh, I would. Because what's promised to me is a whole lot far better than what I've even ever or will experience here on this world and on this earth. If we had that opportunity, we're again reminded here that this world is not our home. We're just what? Passing through. This world is not our home. The things that we enjoy today are just meaningless. They're blessings from God. Our homes, our jobs, the talents, and all the toys we have, and all the things that we, we uh, play with, and they get more expensive as you get older, are meaningless. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. Notice what Peter's begging here. I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. Those who are just passing through, who are moving on. He says, I beg you to abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. And that's what that is. When we would desire to stay here rather than have the opportunity to leave and go to paradise or to heaven, Peter's saying, I, I, I beg you, don't, don't fall in love with the world. Abstain from those things of the world that, that, that want to keep you here. And then Paul goes on and writes in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, he says, our citizenship is not here. Where is it? It's in heaven, isn't it? From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says that's where our citizenship is. That's where we should want to be. And let me ask you another question. Where do we tonight put more emphasis or desire as far as our citizenship here in Jackson County and Tennessee and the state of Tennessee and the country of the United States of America or heaven? Where is our more desire to be? James tells us in James chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, friendship with this world is what? Separation or enmity with God. When you love this world more than, than you love God or, or love going to heaven, he says, you separated yourself. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears display. What do you think about that? Those fears, that dismay, This old world's filled with a lot of doubts, isn't it? And a lot of fears. And they're displayed every day. 
But do we live with a confidence beyond this life? Hebrews 10 and 23 says, Let us hold fast the confidence of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So the song says, my heart has no desire to stay where these doubts and, 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 uh, that arise and fears are, are dismayed. But he said, he goes on, the writer says, he says, though some may dwell where these abound. He's telling us and exhorting us in this song Unlike the world which is filled with this fear and doubt and hopelessness. It says we don't need to be like those folks. Those, or though some may dwell where these abound, those who are lost and those who are love the world, those who are not Christian. This, this tonight is an exhortation to we as Christians and it's a plea to those who are not Christians tonight who have not been baptized for the remission of their sins and added to the Lord's church. It's a plea to those folks to say, this is what you can have. You can have the same hope as everyone else as a Christian to work toward heaven and to work to, to help be, uh, be the person that takes more people with you to heaven. But there are some who desire or love just to dwell right here where fears and doubts are everywhere. Ephesians 2 and verse 12 speaks of the former conduct of those brethren there being as those who have no hope and without God in the world. You know what? <clears throat> Some might say, why hadn't the Lord already come back? Why hasn't he already come back? All these years and all this wickedness and, and, and all this terrible things that we're experiencing here in this world, why hadn't the Lord come back? You know, the Bible speaks to that. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord was what? Long-suffering. Patient. Allowing people time Allowing you time to make things right with God. Allowing that mother or that father to, to, to line up things or, or that young person to line up their lives and, and to live for the Lord and, and allowing we old people to, to, to continue what we're doing and, and to, be, uh, to be excited and, and to look for that day that we can go be with the Lord. He's long-suffering, but you know what else he allows or what else should be happening? Is that you and I have a responsibility during this long-suffering period to be talking to the lost. That's what it boils down to. He's giving us that time. 
The last part of that second verse, it says, My prayer, my aim is higher ground. Those people who, who want to dwell in this old world and who want to be with all these fears and doubts and, and all these things and these troubles, they really love the world more than they would love going to heaven. He says, I'm different than those that the songwriter says. He says, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 8, Paul's desire was that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands with no doubting. You know what my goal is? My goal tonight is to get out of this world. You say, well, what do you mean? My aim is higher ground. Now, we need to be reminded that our goal is higher ground. Verse 3 it says, I want to live above the world. Though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has caught the joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. We could, resist, we could sum it up in three words. Resisting the devil. I have no desire to stay here. But if I got to stay here, this is what I got to do. Until the Lord comes back, I want to live above the world. Colossians 3 and 2 again. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. Not in a prideful way. The Bible has scripture after scripture about being humble and, and having humility. But set a high standard for yourself. We as parents need to reiterate that with our children so much. Not in a prideful way, but you set a high standard for yourself. And you don't ever let that standard down. You don't, you don't lower the standards. A lot of our young people do in many situations. Here's your standard. Here's what God has set. This is what me and your mama done. Or this is what your grandparents done. Set that high standard. Set your mind on things above, not on things this earth. Because where does our citizenship allow, oh, remain? In heaven, isn't it? It says that Satan's darts are hurled. I can tell you right now, Satan is trying every way in the world to derail you. He's trying to derail every one of us. He wants you back. When you turned from the world and was baptized into Christ and you gave your life to the Lord and you said, I'm going to be more. I'm going to live as a Christian. 
I believe in God. I believe in heaven and hell. And I believe that God has spoken to us through his word. And I'm going to do what he says. Satan was all tore up and mad and angry. But he wants you back. And he's going to do everything he can to get you back. Those darts. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 speaks of those devices. Let me tell you something. Satan will take advantage of you any chance he gets. Sometimes in the smallest little things, he will use to get an advantage over you. 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 3, Paul feared Satan. He said he was crafty. That he was deceiving brethren. And he goes on and writes in Ephesians 6 and talking about that spiritual warfare that we're in. And we're in a spiritual battle tonight and we're, that we're engaged in. And he talks about that armor that we need to put on. And that is why in 1 Peter, that Peter wrote chapter 5 and verse 8 that we need to be sober and vigilant. We're commanded to be that way. On guard. I want to live above the world. Though Satan's darts are at me are hurled, for faith has caught the joyful sound. 1 John 5 and 4 speaks of that faith, which is the victory that overcomes the world. We sing a song like that, don't we? Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. We speak of that. Peter reminds us in chapter 1, 1 Peter, verse 13, gird up your loins of your mind. Be sober. Recall how in the Lord's model prayer, if you remember in Matthew 6, when he was teaching his disciples how to pray, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. In faith we rejoice, rejoice, just as Paul and Silas were in prison in Acts 16 and verse 25. And they were singing, they rejoiced in that. That they could suffer for his name. And the last part of that verse, the song of saints on higher ground. One of the descriptions of the redeemed, especially among the martyred in in the book of Revelation, is that they sing a new song. Revelation 14 and verse 3. The last verse of that song, I want to scale the utmost height. Let me sum it up for you. Our hope of dwelling on heaven. Our hope of dwelling on heaven and in heaven. He says, I'll catch a gleam of glory bright. And you can be rest assured tonight that 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 gleam of glory bright, that's the greatest of light. And the light of the glory of Christ, 2 Corinthians 4 speaks about. And in Revelation 22 and verse 5, describing that new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, John writes, there'll be no night there. There's no need for a lamp 
or light or the sun, for God gives the light, and they shall reign forever and ever. You know, I told you a while ago, my aim and goal was to get out of this world. I want to climb as high as I can to be close to heaven in this life. That should be your goal. And catch a gleam of glory bright, but still I pray to heaven I found. We're praying again. Until I leave this world, until the Lord comes back, I will continue to serve him. Paul writes in the book of Philippians in chapter 1 and verse 21 and 26 about that. John wrote in Revelation 2 and verse 10 to the church at Smyrna there that, that to be faithful unto death so that you might receive that crown of life. <clears throat> Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Why? It's because he has prepared a city for us. Just like the great examples of faith in Hebrews 11 and verse 16 describe that there is a city prepared for them and also us. If you go on and reference Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 14, it says, for, for there, for here, we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. That's promising. Jesus told his disciples, if you remember in John 14, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare what? A place for you. He's going to prepare a place for you tonight. Before we get into the chorus and we'll close out, we'll sing the song. I want to share this thought with you. Matthew Scoggins may not get to go to heaven today or tomorrow. God may keep me around for a long time. But while I'm here, I will continue to pray and work and serve and press on to that higher ground. That's a great thought. We're just passing through because the chorus begins. He says, Lord, lift me up. A continual request in this song to be there for us and lift us up. He says, Lord, lift me up and let me stand. Paul writes again in Ephesians 6, we just mentioned just a moment ago, about the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. But Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. You know, when I hear that expression, table lamb, I think of the feast that awaits we Christians. Revelation 19 and verse 9 speaks of that. 
If you remember, Jesus likened salvation to a great supper, didn't he? Or a feast, both in Luke 14 and Matthew 22. A great feast. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane. We're not waiting anymore. What does he say? I have found. Oh, how much better heaven will be than this old world. Anything that this old world has to offer us. But Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Heaven is our goal. One final thought. Plant my feet indicates one firmly rooted. Do we live our lives with the confidence and the hope of heaven? Tonight, do you live your life with the confidence and hope of heaven? That if you some way, somehow, by an accident, by natural causes, or the Lord should come back, should slip into eternity tonight, and your life is, is done, and there's no going back and changing anything that you've said or done after that point. Can you say confidently tonight that I'll go to heaven? Higher ground. Can we say as Paul did in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12, I know whom I am believed... And I am persuaded. And he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. When our time to depart this earth is here, can we have that same confidence? As has been said on numerous occasions, if you miss heaven, You miss all that there is. This song is designed to encourage us to seek heaven now. Now. So that we can stand before God in judgment and he will say to you and to me, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. Think about that. As we sing this song, and then we'll have a couple more comments, and then we'll extend the invitation. Number 234, higher ground. Now think about these things as we sing the verses of this song. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day.
shake Jesus' hand. I want to talk with the apostles. I want to talk with different ones who's gone on. I know you have those people too. But the only way we're going to get there is to do what God says. Have the blood of Christ applied in baptism you know, there would be, I don't know everything about heaven and what it's going to be like. And I know there's not going to be any tears or crying or no sadness. But if there were, one of the saddest things, I guess, that we would be, would be knowing people like you looking around and saying, I don't see them. Maybe even taking a little personal and looking to, to see that the one I chose to live my life with for the rest of my life wasn't there. I don't think we'll be able to do that because it would make us too sad. And it would avoid, it would just annoy scripture. But if that was possible, how sad to know that person that close to you, that husband, that wife, those children didn't make it. You see, that's, that's sad to me. Let us press on to the upward way. Make changes tonight if you need to. You don't want to miss heaven. It's one of the greatest places that I can ever tell you about. So tonight, whatever your need may be, please come. Together we stand as we sing. <laughs> 